1: Adaptive baby-led weaning is an approach that follows the same principles of traditional baby-led weaning. But with the population that I work with, when there are motoric challenges, we do some adaptations to help those babies learn to self-feed. Hey there, I'm Katie
0: Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven, specializing in baby-led weaning. Here on the Baby-Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Well, hey guys, welcome back. Today's guest is a very special guest interview with a leader in the field of baby-led weaning. Her name is Jill Rabin. She is a speech-language pathologist. She's a feeding therapist. She's also an international board-certified lactation consultant, And Jill created Adapted Baby led Weaning. This is actually an approach to baby led weaning and a system that she's been using since 2010 to help children who have feeding challenges. So Jill works with babies, primarily like the majority of her caseload is babies with Down syndrome, but she also works with premature babies. She works with babies who have challenges with feeding and transitioning either to the breast through her work in lactation or as they make that transition to solid foods. So Jill's here today to talk about how children with feeding challenges can succeed using her adapted baby-led weaning approach. She's also co-authoring a book with Jill Rapley. So Jill Rapley, as many of you may know, is the founding philosopher of the baby-led weaning movement. Jill Rapley is the co-author of the original baby-led weaning book, but she's co-authoring a book with Jill Rabin, today's guest, And they're going to be working on how baby led weaning can work from an adapted standpoint for children with feeding challenges. So I'm very excited to welcome Jill Rabin to the podcast, talking about adapted baby led weaning for feeding challenges.
1: Thank you, Kitty. I'm a big fan. So I'm really flattered and thrilled to be on here today.
0: Well, I'm a big fan. It's kind of like a mutual love fest here. Before we dive into some of the specific areas of your practice and the different types of babies that you work with, could you tell us a little bit about your professional background and how you came to specialize in this really unique area of healthcare?
1: Yes, I am a pediatric speech pathologist and board-certified lactation consultant, and I've been working primarily with infants to three-year-olds for over 35 years. I do have a private practice in the north suburbs of Chicago, and I additionally work one day a week as a lactation consultant in a hospital. Most of what I do is working with complicated breastfeeding dyads and working with children with feeding challenges in transitioning to solids using baby-led weaning, adapted baby-led weaning, which is an approach I developed in 2010, and using responsive feeding techniques. And I'm also very involved in the Down syndrome community. About 75% of my caseload is babies with Down syndrome, and I volunteer for two organizations, one called Gigi's Playhouse where I run a group for infants to three-year-olds with Down syndrome focused on language. And I also volunteer for Julia's Way, which is another organization. And we do a monthly free Zoom meeting for moms of babies with Down syndrome who are pumping or trying to breastfeed. So um, I'm very involved in that community as well.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I have been following your work for a while. I have to be honest, the first time I heard the term adapted baby led weaning, I just thought it meant combo feeding. And I know that You're working on a project with Jill Rapley, and you'll tell us a little bit about that at the end, but we've spoken on the podcast at length about the limitations of trying to do spoon feeding in combination with baby led weaning. So I thought adapted was for parents who weren't like all in on baby led weaning. I was dead wrong. Adapted is for babies with feeding difficulties. So my apologies for not understanding adapted baby led weaning. Could you tell us in your own words, how do you define adapted baby led weaning? And maybe tell us a little bit about the origins of this approach, which you created in 2010.
1: So adapted baby-led weaning, we used to refer to it as modified baby-led weaning, but Jill Rapley and I, before we started to collaborate on a book that, that will be out in the spring, and we'll talk about that later we decided to change it to adapted because modified has meant many different things in the feeding world. And it's often meant a combination of doing spoon feeding and baby led weaning. So adapted baby led weaning is an approach that follows the same principles of traditional baby led weaning, where we believe hundred percent that babies are to feed themselves. They do not need to be fed by someone else, but with the population that I work with, when there are motoric challenges where babies have difficulty getting their hands to their mouths or might have any kind of specific feeding problem, what we do in adapted baby-led weaning is we do some adaptations to help those babies learn to self-feed. And some of those adaptations include using a silicone feeder. So it has a handle that they can actually bring that to their mouth to enable them to feed themselves. And we do something called responsive facilitation. So what that means is we will hold the baby by the wrist and then hold the feeding device that's in their hand and help guide it to their mouths we never put that device in the baby's mouth unless the baby does a positive tilt, which is something from Marsha dunn work, and gives us permission to put help get that food item into their mouths. So we use those bridge devices until the babies develop sufficient skill that they just start to bring food to their own mouth. So the difference with adaptive baby led weaning is we use those bridge devices. We also use something called the sensory motor approach, which is an approach by two speech pathologists by the name of Lori Overland and Robin Walsh both amazing therapists. And what we do is while we are working on helping these babies learn to self-feed, we look at their oral motor and feeding skills, and we do different exercises and, and things to work on skills. So we might be doing purees from a spoon, but we're working on chewing with in other ways by using specific devices, like something called a chewy tube to work on the baby's jaw strength and to get ready for chewing. So we we use sensory motor approach in combination with adaptive baby lead weaning. So
0: Jill an area know that we are both passionate about is focusing on foods that babies can eat. Like I get incensed when I see lists of who baby lead weaning may not work for. And it's like super arbitrary. And it says things like babies who have cleft lips or cleft palates, babies that have limb differences, always babies that have down syndrome is on that list because We've had lots of other experts on the show who I'm like, please come on and disprove that statement. And they'll tell us, yes, that all sorts of babies can succeed at self-feeding. They might meet feeding milestones at different times. It might not be with the same types of foods. They might need adaptive equipment. But when it comes to Down syndrome, why do other feeding resources say that babies with Down syndrome might not be a good fit for baby-led weaning? And could you share about how you're finding that it does work for these children?
1: I think a lot of professionals think that children with Down syndrome cannot do this approach because very often I think that they look at the diagnosis and they don't look at the child. We do know that children with Down syndrome are medically complex. They're often at risk for you know having issues with feeding and swallowing and you know with heart issues and and reflux and all the different medical complications they can have that obviously can complicate feedings and and we want to do it safe. But I think that we have to look at the skills of the child first and really Doing adaptive baby-led weaning does incredible things for babies with Down syndrome because they're motivated by food. It works on hand-to-mouth. It works on core strength. It works on midline orientation where they're holding things with both hands in the middle. The kids with Down syndrome tend to use one hand or the other. Giving them big foods to hold onto encourages them to use two hands. It works on vision, looking down at the tray to pick something up, coming back up. It works on so many skills I feel that lots of my babies with Down syndrome that do this approach, their fine motor abilities are significantly better when it comes to play because for six months, they've literally been bringing food to their mouth. Where in years past, children with Down syndrome were spoon-fed by someone else and often stuck on a pureed food texture way past two, sometimes up until three years of age. So with adaptive baby lid weaning, they're getting tons of chewing input, holding strips of food, increasing jaw strength, learning to move food in their mouths. In my opinion, it makes them safer eaters because they really can manage a lot of different food textures and shapes because of all the practice they're getting from six to 12 months. I will say though, that with children with Down syndrome, they should be followed by a feeding therapist who is very knowledgeable in terms of what skills you need in order to break down specific foods because we want to make sure that what we're using with those babies is safe for them and that they're able to sufficiently break it down prior to swallowing to decrease the likelihood of aspiration or choking. So that is an important part of adaptive baby led weaning is is using a lot of those therapeutic techniques to make sure that the baby is developing the skills they need to break down the food safely.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So Jill, let's break that down because not all feeding therapists are pro baby led weaning and not all speech language pathologists in particular are. I would say, I mean, You are certainly a leader in the field. You've created this approach. You've proven that it works day in and day out through your work, but not all speech language pathologists feel the same way. Would you talk a little bit maybe first why not all speech language pathologists are pro baby led weaning? And then what do parents, if they are in feeding therapy and want to try more self feeding with a baby that has, let's say, Down syndrome, and they're working with someone who's old school and wants to spoon feed them until two, how do parents deal with that?
1: I think it's starting to change. Able Appetites is an Instagram account that started because of my work. The two moms that started it both have little ones with Down syndrome and they started this account. It's all about babies with Down syndrome or any type of feeding challenge that does baby led weaning and adaptive baby led weaning. And I do think it's starting to change. And I do think younger therapists are starting to, or newer therapists are starting to really see that this method is very helpful And the way that I do it is very systematic And I will tell you that when I first started doing this, I started this in 2010. And I would say between 2010 and 2015, whenever I lectured on this topic, I would be warned by peers in the field that would say, you know, that people think you're crazy that you're doing this, that they think it's dangerous what you do. And and I used to laugh because it's something I did every day. I do it very safely. I'm obviously very knowledgeable about skills and what babies need to do. Um, in order to do this approach safely. And I always would say, well, let them see my presentation and see the videos of the babies I work with. And I think that's going to change their minds. And I, I do actually, I have a course online that some therapists have been taking. So I think that that's been very helpful because I systematically break down how I do this approach. And the book that's coming out in the spring that Jill Rapley and I are collaborating on really goes into great detail on uh, as to how this works. I will mention, I do have a chapter called Child-Directed Feeding that's available. It's a free download from a book called Breastfeeding and Down Syndrome. That's on that Julia's Way website. It's juliasway.org. So anybody who, if they want a little, like a, a very peripheral description of what I do, it's in there. You can download that for free. That's from 2019. I've evolved way more since that time, but it really does talk a lot about the approach So anybody who wants that information right away, they can look there, but the book will be coming out and describing it. But I do think that it's starting to change. And I think the more people that see the results of this method and how beneficial it is for babies with Down syndrome, the more likely they are going to start to use this method.
0: And I'll be sure to link to that chapter on the show notes page for this episode on blwpodcast.com for parents that want to check that out. And there are so many parents listening who are SLPs, who are OTs and feeding therapists, who are registered dietitians. There really is this new generation behind what is not a woo-woo parenting fad. Like baby-led weaning has a real incredible body of research to support it as a viable and safe alternative to traditional spoon feeding. And I think that's what we're really seeing with the research that comes along with it. In addition to the practice of clinicians and practitioners like yourself, we also have to have the research to show That it is safe and that it is effective. And nutrition, we're always concerned about growth faltering and nutrient gaps. And are they going to get enough iron? They're not going to have growth faltering. They are going to get enough iron. They are going to grow properly by learning how to eat real food. So there's this combination of needing to have the research, but also needing to have the practitioners. So thank you for leading the next generation of SLPs who are like, whoa, hold up. Yes, I can do baby led weaning because I know how it is with my SLP colleagues. A lot of you guys are sticking your necks out there to say, what do you mean a baby can't feed themselves? look at this compelling evidence, right? Seeing is believing. Jill's Instagram, you guys, is amazing. It's Jill Rabin, A-B-L-W, the A is for adapted. And all of the babies on there, they've consented to allow Jill to share videos of their children with feeding difficulties, feeding themselves, sometimes from their first bites. And it's really amazing. Could you share a little bit more about your Instagram and your philosophy? Because it's really different than a lot of other baby-led weaning Instagram accounts, Jill.
1: I decided to start it uh, after collaborating on this book with Jill. And when Jill was on board with what I was doing, and actually the way that Jill and I wound up doing this book is I did a a webinar for Japan for a Down syndrome organization on adapted baby led weaning. And they actually asked Jill to review my webinar to make sure it it was legit and, and that she was on board with what I was doing. And after she viewed that webinar, she contacted me and we got on a Zoom call. And she said, you know, you really need to do something about this because what you're doing is, it's amazing. You know, these kids are doing great with this method and you need to do this before someone else comes along and they're going to grab that idea. And, and you're the one who started this. And, and I started doing this in 2010 after I viewed a DVD of Jill's on the approach that a colleague gave to me. And I was just blown away by how these babies could feed themselves. And I thought, okay, I have to take this idea and see how I can adapt it to the kids that I see that are feeding challenges. And, th- and that's where this all came about. So I started that, started doing it in 2010, and it's way more evolved now. I feel like I've got it down. It's much more systematic in how I'm doing that. And on my Instagram, what I'm trying to show is I'm showing you all of the people that I'm working with and how I'm doing this and how not only is baby-led weaning good from a developmental perspective and working again on eye-hand coordination and core strength and self-feeding, it's working on jaw strength. It's making babies become intuitive and independent eaters. We do know that babies with Down syndrome are at risk for being overweight and having issues with diabetes and a, and a multitude of health issues. So what I love about this approach is it's it's addressing all of those things, and it's really helping this population so, so much. And I think it's just amazing for families to be able to do this and do what everybody else is doing. I do the same thing with breastfeeding because lots of parents with babies with Down syndrome are discouraged from breastfeeding. And And many babies with with Down syndrome can get to the breast. They just need the right intervention.
0: Could you speak a little bit more for the parents of babies who have Down syndrome? What sort of considerations that you would suggest they be aware of as they start the transition? You mentioned one thing that we tend to start a little bit later at seven or eight months as compared to six months. Any other things to be aware of for Down syndrome parents?
1: Yes, 100%. I think one of the most important things is that when your baby has a diagnosis of Down syndrome, you need to be working with people from the time that your baby is born I actually start working with some families if they have a prenatal diagnosis and I'm counseling them on breastfeeding because we do want to get these babies to the breast if we can, because the oral facial exercise that you get from breastfeeding and and obviously how breast milk impacts the baby is hugely important. But for solids, part of my my course when I teach about adaptive baby led weaning is we want these babies getting started with a physical therapist from the get-go so they can develop a really strong gross motor foundation that is so important, getting tummy time, practicing all those foundational skills, and also having a feeding therapist who is adept in creating what's called a pre-feeding program. So we work on all the different skills of tongue movement, closed mouth resting posture, all the things that we need to help that baby develop the foundational skills they're going to need for starting solids. I can tell you that babies that I start with from birth, very often, I can actually start the transition with them at six months. I have two right now that I'm working with, with Down syndrome, that I did not have to wait till seven or eight months because they've been working with a PT, they're doing great with sitting, and we're already doing solids starting at six months. So I do feel that that first six months is preparation for transitioning to solids for this population.
0: And that's fabulous because I know you also work with pediatric dietitians on all of your teams as well. And I think what you mentioned, especially about with the risk for overweight and obesity in Down syndrome population, it certainly doesn't help if we're force feeding arbitrary amounts of pureed food to a baby who can essentially feed themselves.
1: Yes. And I I work with one dietitian in particular. She's amazing. She really is on board with baby led weaning. She gets it. She understands that sometimes, you know, weight gain isn't huge in the very beginning with this approach, but she's on every case with me. So we're always monitoring it and being careful. We do find sometimes, and this is anecdotal information that we do find sometimes sometimes, with babies with Down syndrome that are breastfed, that sometimes we're seeing more issues with of iron deficiency in the latter part of that first year. So we're super careful with that. And we also struggle a lot with constipation in this population because of the low muscle tone. We see so many problems with constipation. So we are addressing that from the get-go in terms of what we recommend food-wise for this population to try to prevent it.
0: I really appreciate that you're stressing that it's okay to have variability In some of these parameters, no two babies are the same. And just because a baby has a diagnosis, it's important that we don't look at the diagnosis. We need to look at the individual child and their abilities.
1: A hundred percent. And we also know that children with Down syndrome tend to be on the tinier side. So why do we want to blow them up if they're We don't want them expanding uh, horizontally if they're not expanding vertically. So the dietician is a very important part of the team.
0: So I know we've been talking a lot about Jill's, you guys. We're talking to Jill Rabin, the adapted baby-led weaning lady, and she's talking about a project that she's working on with Jill Rapley, the founding philosopher of the baby-led weaning movement, the co-author of the original baby-led weaning book. Jill and Jill are working on a book that's going to be coming out in spring 2022. Jill Rabin, is there anything you can share about that forthcoming book? We'll obviously love to help you guys promote it because I think it's such an important topic. But how did the project come to be? that you came to write this book with Jill Rapley about adapted baby led weaning?
1: It came about after she contacted me because she was asked to review that webinar that I did. And you know, she said that I really needed to do something about it. And I said, well, I'd be happy to write a book, but I, I really couldn't do that by myself. I just think it would be too much. I said, unless you would want to help me. And she said, I thought you'd never ask. And that's really what started the whole thing for us. And that started, I want to say we started writing it late spring of this past year. And we have been working diligently and we actually handed the manuscript in, in December, December 17th. And Jill was, she was, she got me working hard. She and She
0: stayed up like three nights in a row past midnight. I was like, dang, you guys are serious.
1: Oh yeah. I would work all day and I was up to one or two in the morning because, you know, since she's in the UK, I would get my work done late at night and send it to her and she'd be working on it by the time I'd wake up it'd be the afternoon in the UK and she would send me all her stuff. And it worked very, very well. And and it's amazing that we got it done. And I think we both learned a lot in this process as well.
0: And I think the parents of children who might have been told otherwise that they can't do baby led weaning are really going to benefit from this as well. But also this whole new wave of feeding therapists and credentialed feeding professionals who are learning from you and your experiences, you're putting it in writing, you have your systems down, based on your practice, like that's the only way for us to improve and move forward is to learn from those who have gone before us. So I'm really looking forward to your book. Could you name some of the other maybe diagnoses or feeding challenges that you see that parents might be like, oh yeah, maybe this approach would benefit my child as well, even if it's not a Down syndrome diagnosis?
1: So not only, so I've worked with children with other syndromes. I've worked with a little boy with something called Noonan syndrome that was vomiting when he was being at purees and man, did he flip quickly. With, um, with using an adapted baby-led weaning approach. I use it for kids who might have any type of feeding aversion where they're aversive to the breast or bottle in their first six months. I use it with kids who might have sensory issues the, um, and really picky about foods and big gaggers and, and not you know really struggling with that transition. I do find this approach works great for kids whose parents start with spoon feeding and the kids are really not doing well with it. And when we flip it to the baby being in control, and the baby feeding themselves, we we see a huge difference. So kids with aversion, kids with other syndromes, kids with tongue ties, this approach is very, really good for kids with any kind of structural issue, like cleft palate, we're working on so much jaw work and tongue mobility. So the way that we're shaping foods and using strips does a lot of work for the jaw and the tongue. So it really works for anybody. And I also sometimes use adapted baby led weaning for parents who are really tentative and are terrified To do baby led weaning, I would much rather that child be feeding themselves, holding a silicone feeder than someone putting food in their mouth with a spoon. But I do want to stress that neurotypical babies, no one needs to use the silicone feeder. It's really just a bridge device until the baby can start to pick up food and scoop food with their hand to bring it to their mouth. But really, this, this approach can benefit anybody.
0: Well, Jill, tell us where we can go to learn more about the work that you're doing now ahead of the book that will be coming out that we're all excited about
1: you can go to my Instagram at Jill Rabin, A-B-L-W. I also have a website under construction. It's www.jillraben.com and that should be up and running. Sometime in the spring, I had to put it on pause just because of working on the book. I also have a course on the Chicago Feeding Group's website, but it's all on Adapted Baby led. meaning it's a two-hour webinar. It's really inexpensive. It's a great thing for parents and professionals. To get a good idea of, of the approach, how it started, how it works. Those are all places that you can find information. And I think I also mentioned the Julia's Way website where the book can be downloaded and my child-directed feeding chapter is in there as well.
0: Well, Jill, thank you so much for your time and sharing all of your expertise and your experiences with us. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Jill Rabin. I love her adapted approach to baby led weaning. I'm so glad that she is bringing This knowledge not only to future therapists, but also directly to parents of children with feeding challenges. You can check out all of the resources that Jill mentioned in today's episode if you go to the show notes, which you can find at blwpodcast.com slash 198. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.